0: Hi and welcome to the IT Insider podcast, the podcast to help the IT professionals and enthusiasts better understand the fast-paced world of technology. We hope you'll enjoy this IT Insider production. Hello and welcome to another episode of the IT Insider Podcast, and my name is Richard Holmes. I am the Data Center Solutions Team Leader here at ROECS, and your host for this episode today. I'm joined by uh, some special guests from our friends at uh, Bench, and um, uh, rather than do a ham-fisted attempt at trying to introduce them all, I will ask uh, Victoria and Adele to introduce themselves. So. OBC cells could you could you tell us a little bit about who you are what your role is at bench and uh, i think the follow up question after that just just so you know what's coming is just tell us a little bit about your company and what it is that you guys do so please sure. who's first
1: <laughs> sure hi there um, my name is victoria manning i'm client development director at my bench so my remit within the business is, is to maintain client relationships when we engage on vast amounts of um, different programs, um, helping businesses with their marketing technology challenges, how they can make sense of it all, and how we can ensure that they have got the internal capability um, to manage that on an ongoing, a long-term basis, and, that, and that's how we support them. Right. Hi, my name's Adele Ross. I head up
2: operations for my bench. It's a wide role that includes um, marketing, general day-to-day operations, including (laughs) resourcing projects, and uh, the partnerships with the vendors and our associates.
0: So, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, and this certainly isn't a test, but... If if we would look to try and sort of explain and, and 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 do an introduction to somebody who never heard of MyBench, yeah, how how would we describe what what it is that, that makes up the core of your, your business, your um, your expertise and your skills and, and, and the sort of areas that you guys operate in?
1: My bench is a independent consultancy and we act as um, with that independent view for clients. So it's a very murky marketplace full of technology. Organizations are buying technolo- new technology all the time and Bench are trusted advisors to many organizations, helping them make sense of the technology that they already have and perhaps they're not using it to their, their best ability or, or actually helping them source new technology. But it's, it's not just about the, the technology landscape, it's about the practical application of the technology, what they do with it, the, the, you know, the, the strategy behind it, the, the infrastructure that they, that they need for their business, but also around the people. Have they got the right people, process, governance t- to accommodate their, their, their technology environment? I would
2: describe my bench as three areas of our business. One being high value consulting, Uh, one being software acquisition and the third being talent. So we engage with a client typically on all of those. Um, So software acquisition will help them select and purchase the right piece of tech for their requirements. High-value consulting will then bring the people in to implement that technology while training people to use it. Once we get to the end of that project and its normal BAU, we'll then employ the... Um, services of our talent function to bring in longer-term contractors as users of the tool, or recruit full-time to fill the positions.
0: So, from our perspective, we we know my bench, and, and we work with yourselves from from a point of view of you know, a, a number of vendors. One one being IBM, which is, yeah, you know, I suppose quite quite interesting in context of some of the things we'll we'll go on to to discuss in this episode, but. It, it's fair to say with with the approach that you have and the breadth of the skills and, and how you engage with clients, the, that you you don't just sell into um the the IT function and the IT office of of clients and customers. So you you're not just selling point technology, but you are engaged in, in other areas of your clients' business, so the other lines of business functions with you know Within an organisation, could you could you give us an example or or an idea of, of of where you where you engage outside of IT? Yeah,
1: we're finding that we are regularly speaking to C-suite, um, so it's very much the you know the chief information officer, the you know the CTO of the businesses, and they recognise that there are silos within their organisations across marketing, IT, and, and so forth. So it's. We're being engaged at um, quite a, a senior level within the businesses, and then that's cascading down. And my bench will engage with the various different departments within an organisation, but we've got the backing from, from the guys at the top. Um, so that's a, that's a typical typical conversation that we're having, and it's not just about marketing transformation or digital transformation. It's actually about business transformation. So we're finding that we're working with a lot of organisations right from the early conversations, undertaking gap analysis and taking that right back to business process before we start on recommendations around marketing technology because if they don't have their data right or their process or their governance then it's irrelevant what marketing technologies that they have in place. They need to understand their their environments first
0: and I should imagine this is one of the benefits of as an organization like yourselves being vendor and technology agnostic when it comes to not letting the technology lead the solution but understanding the business problem in a department like marketing and the actual needs and how they work and I suppose engage within their own organisation to effectively create you know deliver a solution that best fits them rather than trying to let the technology lead where they should go and what they should do
2: yeah i think the organizations find it refreshing to understand that we are vendor agnostic so we can genuinely listen to their challenges and we're not trying to fit that to one particular technology what are you trying to achieve this is how you're going to get there, and this would be the best technology solution for you.
0: Would you say that my bench uh, have any particular industry vertical focus? Um, do you do you find that you have a, a depth and strength with you know, clients and customers in any particular sectors?
1: I would find not necessarily verticalized, but I. think... I think the ilk of customer that we're, the customer base that we're currently working with is very much of, Organisations that have got legacy systems, they have got a landscape of lots of different technologies that maybe different departments are purchasing, um, yeah. very much creating that Frankenstack uh, as we like to call it. Um, so what my bench looks to achieve is to come in to understand that current landscape, understand you know do they need all of these technologies, mm. um, you know are they maxima- maximising the full use of those technologies. Um, also work with organisations that have data in lots of different disparate systems and helping them create that universal, uniform um, view of a customer. It could be that they may already have an element of that, so we're looking to optimise it and refine it. But we, we're very strong in, in working with organisations that just need that help in hand and guidance and breaking down those those internal silos that have been created and making sure that there's a common common purpose against their against their technologies and making sure that they're all working towards the same um, same goals
0: so as I suppose the from my perspective it, it's not about my bench being and um, um, focused on analytics or focused on marketing solutions or focused on CRM it's about having a good solid grounding across all those disciplines so that you can I think as you said at the introduction be that that advisor that that trusted advisor to advise on not just getting the best out of what they've got but the strategy and roadmap about where they want to go and how they can not just consume the technology in in a best practice manner but but actually have a real impact on their business
2: yeah we're trusted advisors and i think it's important to say again that we're trusted independent advisors mm-hmm. so what's the what's the answer for your business it's this tech great and then how do you achieve genuine business value and we'll get you there
0: so one of the things that we know my bench for is um a series of uh events that uh, th- that you run um Knowledge Bench. Could you, could you give us a, a bit of an insight for those who, who aren't aware of Knowledge Bench? What it's about, and I suppose what possibly what you've covered in the past and, and what you might be looking at covering in the future?
2: Yes, of course. So we run regular Knowledge Bench evening events, um, they tend to be every two to three months. It's an informal networking event a bit of topical data and marketing tech chat and maybe a bit of beer too. <laughs> um, we have covered over previous events, um, had some interesting panel debates with some of our consultant experts um, talking about actual challenges they're seeing in the marketplace and with clients. Um, we have a knowledge bench coming up shortly, which is covering practical application of cognitive and AI. So how can it actually benefit mine or my client's business? And let's talk about some live examples. Mm. So
0: yeah, we've seen... Um, examples recently um, well certainly over the last six months about how businesses like um, the North face and I, and I know they're not a, a client of my bench but we've seen how people like that are starting to to use certainly in that, that retail and that e-commerce space starting to look at exploring how they use things like uh, AI artificial intelligence uh, to to I suppose better interact with their clients and customers and be, be more tailored and more focused with with how they engage um, I'd be really interested um, yeah, to hear from you, you what what my bench are finding in in that space. Have you seen any sort of trends around requests for this? Is it are we still at edu- at that education stage, or you know, what what does it look like for you from that perspective?
2: There's certainly a lot of interest in the market around cognitive and AI. It's a buzzword; everyone's mm. interested, and it's quite cool. I I liken it to where real time was a couple of years ago everyone was interested uh, lots of people started to buy it and actually now we're only seeing the benefits of that and people starting to apply it and and it bring real business benefits Um, so in terms of cognitive and AI I think our clients are keen to be involved Mm -hmm. um, and how can they dip their toe in? They don't want to be number one. they might want to be number five maybe how How is everyone else using it and what what does it bring to the business um, and It's not just a gimmick mm. um so it's interesting to see how the North Face have used it and to know that it has genuinely increased sales. Um, I think that the personality insights that can be gleaned from the social data is really interesting see how you market to groups of people based on their sentiment is going to be really interesting with Watson.
0: So you think that's getting getting traction and, uh, I suppose, garnering interest rather than maybe an area where people are looking at, and again, it's, it's something that, that tends to be relevant in, in the press recently about using AI behind chatbots. I think that's been quite... <sighs> I won't say it's established, but when people start to think about that context of in, of using AI with engagements, people tend to look at chatbots, L- looking at, at trying to understand the sentiment and analyse uh, the the personalities of your potential customers to to influence marketing. That that sounds yeah you know, that sounds quite quite forward thinking, but it's has been looked at today, and and, and certainly you're seeing customers being aware enough of that type of deployment of the technology to to ask the questions of yourselves?
2: I think they're just trying to make it real. So everyone's excited about Watson. There's lots of press about it. What can it do? It's underlying lots of other vendors. um, uh, Cognitive and AI solutions actually has Watson in there too. Um, And I think that the more advanced and forward-thinking clients are... Trying to take a step back and say how how can this work for us? How can we get ahead? And personality, you know, there's lots of social data out there mm. which is readily available. We have to think about how we market to people. We have to think about the upcoming GDPR regulations and the data challenges that will bring. So anything that is out there publicly so on social media, perhaps, is a good way to learn more. About groups of customers, not necessarily specific individuals, but general groups
0: so i 'm aware that you know, uh, a lot of the work that my bench um, is involved in you know by necessity, you guys have to have uh, a level of, of skill and experience in integration and implementation uh, it 's interesting that you mentioned data from other sources so yeah social data, structured unstructured data, data that is i suppose uh, data and tools that are outside the firewall of a customer, so you know that we use buzzword and talk about cloud um, but also in the context of again, you reference gdpr i mean from from a my bench perspective, how are you finding that almost? Yeah, that added complexity that that clients are finding themselves in when it comes to using you know on-prem and off-prem services, and then having regulation change you know literally coming around the corner. Is that again? Is that an area where you find, with the approach that you guys have from a, a consultancy and an advice perspective, are you seeing a lot of clients coming to you asking you know asking questions in that area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, businesses are certainly waking up to the um, what's coming with GDPR and mm-hmm. the preparations are taking place right now. I'm actually engaged with an organisation at the moment doing that very thing. It's about getting the fundamentals correct. So, yes, we're talking about AI, but for them as a business, they need to get the basic principles right. Yeah. GDPR is... Lead in their priority right now because they need to make sure that they've got that permission management in place ahead Mm of um, what will come next year. So, but they're still thinking about all of the exciting things that are coming. And just to further add to what Adair was saying, it's I think businesses and coming to bench to understand well what's the practical application. Yeah. Of, of ai and cognitive how can i use it how can i see it a value to my business um, but we will also have to respect organizations of where they are in the maturity scale of their marketing strategy we are finding organizations are not as advanced as vendors think they may well be mm-hmm. so the technology is being designed for quite mature marketers yeah and that may be the case on some, maybe some smaller startups, but for larger organizations that have legacy challenges, we need to step back a little bit, yes. but also make sure that we can help accelerate that thinking. So, when, when we have got that practical application of AI, they're ready um, mm. to uh, overcome that, that challenge and opportunity as well.
0: So, it's interesting that you say, sort of, yeah, you know, the fundamentals, are, I suppose, getting the basics right, optimizing what they've currently got, then working with them through that period of change management and then ensuring what they come out with at the end is, I suppose, um, solutions, deployments that are...
1: Future-proofed.
0: Future-proofed, yeah. So that then it's not just about taking AI and using it for the sake of using it, but it's using it in a way that they absolutely get a a benefit from. And when
2: the business is ready for it. Yeah. That's the thing. So like Victoria said, back to basics, get it all right. GDPR, I think, presents a real opportunity for businesses to get the way they interact and use their data right. Mm. You know, it's it's they have a moral obligation to do it regardless of the regulation which is coming. Mm. So all the while, we've gone back to basics. We'll work through that project with them. But we will keep engaged and educating them on what else is happening in the marketplace. So... We are trusted advisors and we're helping them, hand-holding all the way. So you get to that point of more mature as an organisation and say, okay, now you can be involved in some of the cool stuff.
0: And I suppose it it doesn't matter if you're you're a high street bank, if you're an airline, if you're a supermarket, your marketing teams, your business functions are going to be faced with the same problems or the same... Opportunities to exploit that something like a a, a big regulatory change like GDPR will bring. And yeah, I, I take it, you know, that the only way to address that is know really going to the market and and seeing which partners have got or which businesses, which consultancies, which you know partners like yourselves have got the capacity to to be able to deal with and walk through that step by step from beginning to end. So Victoria, can you give us a bit of an example to contextualize what we talked about I mean, can you tell us about anything you're working on at the minute?
1: Sure, I'm working with an organization and they are in the automotive sector. The relationship has in place for a a period of time and we was engaged by the business as a course correction program the organization invested in some technology which they implemented but unfortunately they didn't implement it um, well so they engaged bench and we came in to do a gap analysis of what they needed to achieve to implement the technology um, correctly. But also thrown in was that the CEO wanted to accelerate the rollout of the CRM strategy from three years into 12 months. So as a business, we had to run a project to understand, well, what is the effort involved to accelerate that process into 12 months? So we we did that very project, and we are now in the first month of the delivery of that program we expect to be in the organization for a good 12 months and we'll be providing resources so not only do we work with the organization's resources as part of the bench sprint team we're also bringing in expertise subject matter experts project managers program leads as and when because we need to ensure that we are delivering value every step of the way and then we achieve program success after the after the 12-month period so we're engaged with the organization ensuring they deliver that value but also asking the difficult questions that no one likes to ask so and because we have got that trusted advisor status conversations are now leading into other directions so with this particular client, we are now supporting them from a resource perspective, not only in this program, but actually outside of this program. So we also are, are providing some on-site support at the moment because of a situation where they did they had a gap within their team. So, so my bench have come in just to fill that gap to ensure that it didn't have a knock-on effect to the wider program. Um, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool actually that they had their national conference uh, re- fairly recently and as part of the, the program that we're working with, they actually shared that with their whole business. So it was really good that the business is behind this yeah. program. It's not just about the IT or marketing team, the CEO, the whole business is behind it. So it's exciting that we're actually going to be part of this, the significant change to their business.
0: Brilliant. And um, would you say that's, that's fairly typical of some of the engagements that you, you get brought into? Where it's a case where uh, a business is invested in technology and it's, for whatever reason, it's either, you know, it's, it's not being deployed in a manner where the business benefit's being seen. Is, is, is that a fairly common I would say
1: that the last few engagements and and what we have on at the moment is very much that that thing, that course correction. Hmm. It's where you've got organisations that have bought a vast amount of technologies and they're just not sure how to use it correctly, how it's to integrate with the different um, pieces that they have. Um, but also the, the the lack of understanding of the capabilities of what they've actually invested in. So, you know, if something's not working, they don't need to go out and buy something new. That And that's mm. why that independent view is, is, very, is paramount for us.
2: I think um, a lot of that comes from a uh, change in those key senior... Marketing, particularly and IT to a certain extent, roles, where they're changing quite often and you Mm. will have uh, a preference to a particular vendor or technology, so they will be with that organisation, they will make that purchase, maybe part of what they acquire will be implemented and then the rest will be on the shelf. And then the new head of marketing or whoever it might be will come into the organisation, not realise that something's on the shelf and go out and buy it. And before you know it, you've got two um, email tools. Yeah. (laughs) One on the shelf, which integrates with what you're already using and then a new one. So it's often that we are brought in and we're doing a review of the technology um, because we're about to, um, uh, let's use email tools, I just mentioned it, we're about to look to purchase a new email tool. Okay, Mm. well, hold on a minute, let's think about what you've already got You've got one on the shelf. Yeah. But they're, they're not aware.
0: Yeah, and and I suppose it, it's it's one of these things where when you have different teams and elements of an organisation working, I will say hand in glove, but also not working separately. They're they're involved on in the same project. Having having the assumption that they're both going to collaborate and communicate and work well together is a bad assumption to make. It often takes that outside view of things to see, right, you know, this has happened in the past, you know, this is where you want to get to, but actually, you know what, half, half of what you need is already there. You just, it's, it's more effective, better deployment of what you've already got.
2: And I also think that different, um, often siloed departments within an organisation may have bought the same thing. Yeah. And actually, let's consolidate it. It can work across all areas of the business. Going back to what Victoria said about single view of the customer, you know, what y- let's put it all together, and we can help you do that. We can ensure that it your requirements for that data are met, but also so our marketing all within the same system.
0: Mm. I mean, in, in our space, in in the IT industry, the, we see a lot in the press about, you know, certainly some of. Some of the big vendors who shall remain nameless, big technology vendors, talk about the shift in uh, who owns the IT budget, moving away from the IT department to actually some of the line of business teams, whether it be sales, whether it be marketing, whether it be the finance office. I'm interested in obviously knowing you know, a little bit about from what you've said throughout the podcast about the sort of teams outside of IT that you my bench work with is... Is that a fallacy? Is it true? Do you do you see that yourselves?
1: What we're finding is that IT tend to be the natural owner of marketing solutions and there's a lack of product owners within the businesses that should naturally sit within the marketing teams. Right. And I think that causes the breakdown um, and where new technologies can be purchased without the consultation from the IT team or marketers think... Okay, I don't want to involve IT because it might delay the process because I I, I want this. So I think with Bench, we we help foster that internal communication. So once we're engaged with organisations, we help the teams collaborate better to ensure that they've got that regular cadence and... Making sure that they haven't got those barriers and it's not a them and us situation. So I think that's part of the my bench process mm-hmm. is just to help break down those silos so they can manage the the internal relationships better. Because once we've finished on a program, we'll be we we'll move on to the next client. We need to make sure that they're able to stand on their own two feet and they've got the process, the right people, the governance to support their own business. Um, going forward, so yeah that that's an additional service that we provide as part of um of part of our work that we do with our clients
0: brilliant i mean for me it's been it's been really interesting learning a little bit more about my bench, your capabilities and some of the experience that you've had. Um, and it's great to see you know, um, a business like yourself sort of, you know, looking at and promoting some of the, you know, the next wave technology that we see. Again, a lot of the technology vendors sort of bringing out to market now things around like AI and the like. Um, and and doing that through you know, <laughs> innovative events like the Knowledge Bench. Um, as, as we wrap wrap up, are there any final comments, any final views? I mean, I think you've covered it really well, the point of view of you know understanding what you've got, getting the best out of what you've got, and then not just buying the latest and greatest because it's the trend of the moment, but really thinking about and working with businesses like yourselves and MyBench you know, the the skills and the people that you have to to really get the most out and not just use, you know, the next big thing cause it, because it's, you know, the next big thing. Any final views from yourselves about where you see MyBench going in the future, the sorts of client engagements and, and activities that you guys will be working on in the next 12 to 18 months?
1: I think anyone that's listening to this that recognise some of the challenges that we've discussed today, if they are considering procuring new technology or they want to make what they have currently work better, um, come, come and talk to us. Um, we've got... Across the team, we've got bags of experience. We've delivered multiple projects of this nature. So rather than you going down wrong routes and, and costly routes, come and talk to us. We're, you know, we've been doing this for, for a fair while.
0: Brilliant. Um, I mean, from my point of view, what I would say is if um, if you're interested in learning more about what MyBench do, if you're interested in attending uh, one of the Knowledge Bench events, uh, please reach out to us, either via the IT Insider or, or certainly to, to MyBench directly. And if you want to know more about um, how to get practical with AI and cognitive uh, computing, please check out the website further, and uh, I, I think it's uh, one of your managing partners, uh, Dan Telling has got uh, a blog up there at the moment. So thanks for that, Dan. And thank you both. Um, Adele, Victoria, thank you very much for, for taking part today. It's It's been really interesting. And, and thank you for very much for your time. And thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. for
2: having us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe and visit us at theitinsider.co.